breadth of, of what you can do in ag is, mm. is, is, is you know, quite, quite phenomenal. There's a, there's a ton of jobs you can do. The UN's predicted by 2050 that we need to be producing 50 to 70% more food mm. to feed our growing global population. Mm. So that's massive. Yeah, so we need industry. people involved yeah. and people, you know, because otherwise we can't secure our food mm. supply. Mm. Hi, and welcome to episode 54, which is episode four of season two of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast that investigates how to unlock your brand story to supercharge your business. I'm Amelia Veal, small business owner and storytelling superhero. Here at Narrative Marketing, we absolutely believe in the power of telling stories, not only to learn and connect, but also to build business relationships and drive sales. How much do you know about where the food you eat comes from or about the people who grow it? Alarming statistics now indicate that many Australian students, especially in urban areas, don't understand where their food comes from or how it's grown. My guests this week, George the Farmer duo, Simone Kane and Ben Hood, are on a mission to turn this around. What started as a business idea to create an informative app and an additional business revenue stream has grown into a range of books, videos, and merchandise to educate children about rural issues, something they're hugely passionate about. So passionate, in fact, this year they performed five shows a day for 14 days straight to approximately 400,000 people at the Royal Sydney Show. In today's episode of Be The Drop, Simone, Ben and I discuss the power of storytelling to educate. We hear an impromptu rendition of one of their most popular songs, and they reveal their top tips for leaving a lasting legacy. This is Simone and Ben's version of Be The Drop. Well, thank you so much, Ben and Simone, for joining me here today. I'm very excited to hear all things George. So thanks very much for coming along. Thanks for having us. Now, I see you've both got your items of significance, and Mm -hmm. that's something that connects you with your community. So I'd love to hear the story behind them and get to know a little bit more about you. Okay. Um, Well, I'll start. I've got my George the Farmer doll, which, um, well, George is pretty much my life now. George was um, named after my son, George, who's now seven. And um, I guess growing up in a farming and rural community, this is probably the item of significance that ties me back to um, primary industries and, and farming. Great. Yeah. And there's an extension to that, Ben. Yeah. Well, there's, so this is my item of significance, which is my guitar. So I suppose being a creative person, um, but working in digital media through our creative agency, Hollow Friday, um, it's all digital, like I said. And this is a more of a tangible way, I suppose, of showing my creativity. And uh, this is the guitar I use to write George's songs and perform George's songs when we're out and about. So, uh, which is great. And I also do uh, a lot of gigs, you know, in and around the Limestone Coast, where we're from. Uh, and also, it's just a it's just a great great way for me to just wind down and and de-stress. Well, perhaps before we get into a little bit more about George, maybe you could just give us a little bit of a an example. A, I an mean, example. Oh dear me! Have you warmed up? It's in tune. <laughs> That's lucky. It's in tune. Um, I'll sing We Love Beef. Okay. 
love looking after our cattle made from cleaning troughs It's feeding out hay beef cattle all over this big brown land from the limestone coast to Rockhampton we love beef <laughs> Yeah we love beef From the north to the south and east to west we love beef that's just the first verse. Oh, no, no, thank you. And Simone's doing a few moves Yeah, there. we've got moves that go with all the Oh, all the great. Songs. And so yeah. when you're performing this, do the kids get up? And yeah, they, they love do it. Their, their, oh, they do. They love it. Oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's such a warm, fuzzy feeling to mm. see the kids, you know, dancing and responding to Simone and George with the dance moves mm. and singing along with the songs as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they really keep their eyes directly on George and just watch every single yep. move just that he does. Yeah. yeah. All right, so now you touched a little bit there that you've got a creative industry, Hello Friday, and from that and with your connection to the land, George was born. Maybe you could walk me a little bit through, you know, where George started and why, like what's, what's the drive behind George? Ben and I were sort of actively looking at ways that we could develop some sort of additional revenue source within our business to help sustain it. We were sort of researching what different apps we might be able to develop and they were all sort of ag based um, and we were brainstorming every week and then one afternoon I was lying on my bed with my son George and I was pregnant with his massive prego belly <laughs> with the twins and I was trying to find um, some fun farming apps or books for him to help keep him entertained when the twins arrived. He was obsessed with the farm, my husband's a farmer and um, I really wanted to find something for him to fall in love with. And all that I could find were American or English apps or books. Um, and there wasn't one character globally that was telling sequential stories about life on the land and especially, you know, life in Australia and with primary industries in Australia. Mm. We started doing that and, and George was going to be an entertaining character for farm kids. But um, then when we started to research and Simone came across some amazing stats on uh, how little kids know about where their food comes from. Mm. Um, just, yeah, just cra crazy things like uh, well, 75% of um, year six students believe that cotton comes from an animal. Yeah, uh, and 45% don't um, associate everyday lunchbox items like a banana, piece of cheese, piece of bread mm. as originating from a farm. Yeah. So it's almost half, like that's crazy. Yeah. Mm. You know, kids thinking that cows have to die yeah. to get their milk. Um, so originally he was going to be this, you know, inspiring character for lots of little farm kids like my George. Um, but then after we sort of came across these stats, we thought, okay, well, not only does George need to be, you know, inspirational, he really needs to be educational as well. Yeah. Mm. As soon as we get out into a regional location and they are introduced to George and they see George firsthand when we're doing an event or something like that, um, they basically form this immediate affiliation with George and they're really connected to him and um, and then within their communities they introduce the rest of their communities you know to George through either purchasing our books or yeah. um, he, becomes an, he becomes an unofficial mascot yeah it's pretty much everywhere they, we go they're very passionate mm. about George when they come across him because he you know resonates everything that mm. they're about mm. One helps tell their story and it was yeah. interesting because you mentioned that word story as mm. well, Ben, and that's something I'm really passionate about. You know, my business is called Narrative Marketing because I do believe there's incredible power in those sharing of stories. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, George has got 
his own family and there's a whole like you know he's got he's got a really fleshed out story yeah. how important was that in developing george as as you know as a as a way that you could actually sell products you know that was your main aim to yeah. create a revenue stream mm -hmm. how important was creating that story around to actually helping that be successful when simone and i was starting to develop the the characters and simone was writing the stories you know um it was our friends uh, you know, on the land that were speaking to those characters. Um, so then we could make sure that George's immediate family and then his mates outside of that mm. were, were relatable people. So, um, and, and that's why when we go to communities and they read the books, they go, yeah, well, we have a nosy neighbor, Neville, mm. um, who's <laughs> yeah. in the first book True. or, you know, um, Kev the gun shearer yeah. from New Zealand. I mean, a, a, lot, of the, a lot of the shearers uh, that, that, that work, especially around, uh, around our region are from New Zealand. Mm. Um, so, Speaking to speaking to that real world again is is really important because not only for the kids on the land they read it and they instantly connect to it they go oh this is just like home mm. um, the city people will get a, a bit of an understanding of the larrikinism and the and 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 the just the good honest people who farmers are. What is the challenge then in taking that to the city community that you're also looking to you know provide this education to you know how do you approach that? Yeah, I think the biggest part of us expanding our reach is getting in front of people with Big George um, and seeing our music and dancing yeah. and, you know, in our performances we read one of the stories as well as do um, the music. Mm -hmm. As soon as people see that, whether in, you know, the city or the country, they become affiliated with George. So we've been doing for the past two years, um, two weeks at the Sydney Royal Show um, like for the duration of the show. Mm -hmm. I sound exhausted just thinking about it. <laughs> Five shows a day, 14 days straight. Yeah, at the, the same, same show. show. <laughs> over and over again. So we see about wow. 400,000 people. We activate a space of 60 square metres where we are selling the products and yeah. talking to people all day as well as doing five shows a day. Yeah. We go for half an hour. Um, but, you know, from doing that and we can see it, um, easily because of where you know our social media followers are as well as where a lot of our sales come out of um, Sydney now is quite a big market for us mm. yeah that's exhausting but yeah. great oh no yeah. it is like yeah. fantastic opportunity yeah. for us um, to get into a city location that's amazing it. yeah, yeah. And, and people get to see not only George but to meet Simone and I as well mm. and they're very surprised when we're in, when we're in Sydney. So we, we jump off stage and then we go down to our little sort of trestle table and sell books. People want to come and buy the books, and they're flicking through and and we're like, hello, how are you going? And they sort of look up. Oh yeah, hard sell. Um, Hi, well I'm Ben and this is Simone. Um, I'm the illustrator. And this is Simone, the author. And they're like, oh, what? Oh, really? Oh, wow. And and then there's that connection. They start talking to us a little bit about about George. So that's that's an, that's another important aspect. So it's humanizing yeah. that, which is a similar similar aspect of the stories, yeah. you know, his stories. It's yeah. it's your story, mm -hmm. you know, and, yeah. and and what where you've come. So Simone you were saying, you know, you know, from that initial point when George was created and we had this birth of birth of George as an idea as a concept. What was that process then about you go, okay, great, now we've got a concept and you looked at having a walking, talking dog, but obviously that <laughs> didn't come to fruition. <laughs> yeah. But then once you, you had that idea right, then what was next? Yeah, well, so I wrote the story, Ben Illustrated, and we launched it as an interactive story app on the iTunes market. And 
we sort of thought, thought by doing that, that was quite cutting edge, you know, going digital, um, even though traditionally we were print designers, but we were wanting to get into the app market as well. So we thought, okay, well, we can develop this app for our own product and then we can also showcase that to our clients and then hopefully pick up some app clients from doing it. We're invited to go to Beef Week in Rockhampton. Um, just to just to talk to some teachers about what we were doing with George in the education. This is a science. massive event, like it's a massive mm. yeah, Queensland it's, event. I love it. It's called yeah. Beef Week. Beef, beef Week. <laughs> All about the beef. Both. So that's where we wrote the beef song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they said, can you talk to the teachers, and if possible, can you entertain, or can you just do some George stuff with three set three groups of kids coming in every day for three days? We're like, well, we're going to be outside, and we've only we've got this app. <laughs> like, th- that's going to be bright. that's going to like be sunshine. impossible. <laughs> So, so we're like, well, what do we do? Um, and obviously I play and sing guitar and said, well, we'll, we'll write a song for beef. We love beef. <laughs> um, we'll write a couple of other songs and we'll cut a CD all in three weeks. I had tonsillitis when I sang the CD. <laughs> and uh, someone's like, we should get a big mascot as well. So we researched that. Uh, I think it was, was it five weeks that they turned it around mm. in? Five weeks, we, we literally flew to Melbourne. We, I got my mate to deliver it to Melbourne Airport. We grabbed George, the big George, loaded him on a plane, flew to Rockhampton, flew to Rockhampton, got to the motel, Simone tried it on for the first time that night, and the next day we put on the first George's yeah. Farm Show. Uh, and fantastic. Landline filmed it and we <laughs> got on yeah. national TV. And so I danced around in you know, Queensland heat. Oh, my God, for the first time in this massive mascot outfit like really form this appreciation of people that get in those massive outfits. <laughs> yeah, Pretty full on. Yeah, yeah, they don't get paid enough. We've had, a, we've had a number of people actually ring up and say, we love what you do with George, could you do it for us? Or we've got an idea for a character. And we just have to tell them, unless you can do it by yourself, if you have to pay someone to do this, you, would, you'd, you just wouldn't be able to do it. It'd be yeah. impossible. Mm-hmm. I mean, we spent, it was a good year on George before the app came out. Yeah. Um, we were lucky enough to have a little bit of sort of um, money built up in, in the Hollow Friday business that allowed us to sort of invest a, bit, a lot of time and money into George. But it was our, our time. If, if we actually accounted for all our time yeah. Yeah. that we've spent in developing George, you just, you couldn't do it. It would yeah. be impossible. Um, and we have to sort of let people know that. So we're very fortunate in the sense that our skill set has afforded us the ability to turn things around quickly and mm. do it ourselves. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, that's really the startup journey though, isn't yeah, it? You know, it is. because that's so common that I hear that, you know, like or just the amount of hours and time that yeah. you know, mm. unpaid. Yeah. Um, I think you have to have a skill set mm. with whatever you're passionate about. Yeah. You have to have the skill set to go along with it mm. to bring your idea to fruition. Yeah. yeah. You got to like, win. I think it too. they really have to. <laughs> Sometimes. Go together. You have to what? Wing it. You've got to wing it. Sometimes. Oh, and wing it. We just sometimes well, we just but... sit there and go, can we do a children's show? Can we do like Sydney Royal Show rang us three weeks before the show. They rang Simone and said, now we knew that we, we, we sort of wanted to get you, but we you know decided not to, but we didn't have the space. But we've got a space now because Woolies has pulled out of this area. Can you do it? And someone's like, what do you reckon, Ben? I said, how many shows? I said, how many days do you want us for? And yeah. they said, oh no, the whole time, 14 days. The whole time, 14 days. days. Oh, wow. Holy, yeah. like that means Holy we're moly. away from both of our families for that long. and <laughs> Yeah. So we just said yes and then figured out how to do it afterwards. Yeah. So, yeah. which is, yeah. And then when we got there, we were like, oh my God, do we actually know what we're even doing? <laughs> <laughs> but I love that. We just said yes and yeah. figured out what we're going to yeah. do afterwards. But yeah. realistically, you know, that's, that's, what, that's what drives success. Mm. Well, that's right. If we didn't do Sydney, yeah. um, you know, so many, so many doors wouldn't have been opened. 
um, for us. So. Mm. And because you were on, it was on the pro, George was on the project at some yeah. stage too. Yep. So when was that? Was that before or after Sydney? What was the time frame there? Mm. No, that was, yeah, that was December just gone. So that was in between yeah. this year and last year. Um, but that sort of came about because, you know, just I'm pretty good at networking now and um, being a bit bossy and persistent with trying <laughs> to get <laughs> George out there. As far as communication channels and talking about telling your message, what for you and, and you know, for the George story has been your most successful platform in the way that you're telling your message online in a digital forum? Mm, definitely Facebook. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think because we try and educate slightly within our posts as well, Instagram um, gets a little bit lost, I guess. You can't have a lot of text content with your posts. Mm -hmm. It's all graphics. Twitter, it's too short. Um, but Facebook, you can put in a decent amount of information on there. So yeah. I think, yeah. And that's our biggest followings on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. And then as far as your communications, though, is it really those, you know, when you're going and doing the shows that's getting that most impact and driving the engagement or you know what's what's the mix between the shows and your social communication like what's the balance of value um i think uh well definitely our shows um for picking up genuine followers yeah because you know like i mentioned before as soon as people see george in the flesh and they hear the songs and they hear the stories when we read them out they understand what it's all about Mm. Um, and also when we go out into different areas with our events, we try and organise a stoppist in those areas as well before we go there. Mm. So then we don't actually sell generally our stock when we go to an event. We direct people back to their local shop to go buy it. So mm. then people can still keep picking up um, our products from there. You know, in effect, is your social media presence just that way of extending that relationship mm. with them because you won't necessarily see them in person again, but you have seen them in person and then yep. that relationship yep. is quite yeah. strong. Yeah, and then they're the ones who do comment on our posts, yeah. especially, you know, like not just the like syndicating of ag news items, the personal ones about George or what's happening out on the farm, information about, you know, different resources that mm. teachers can use to help teach ag or grants that are available like through Landcare and stuff like that. So we do have quite a big teacher following mm. as well and that sort of probably is built up because we, with every sale of our book, we reinvest 50 cents back into um, working with educational consultants to develop these free curriculum aligned mm. um, documents for teachers to use in the classroom mm. to help teach about feed and fibre. Yeah, great. Yeah, so we've got um, two at the moment. We've got a, a resource on wheat and wool production and then we've got another resource on um, pulses for the UN Year of the Pulse last year and that's got a free song as well that you can download. <laughs> it's called Ain't No Party Like a Pulse Party. That's right. <laughs> there is Ain't No Party Like a Pulse Party. <laughs> well, we don't want a party with no pulse. That no, would be that's right. Get, get some, get some dip, dip on your chip, chip and some hummus in your tummy. tummy. <laughs> You don't need you don't need to be a far out dude to enjoy this protein. Yes, I know. right. Yeah, so yeah. Um, you know, like it's easy for the teachers to download it. They've yeah. got everything there to tick off on learning outcomes of you know science, engineering, mm. um, maths, whatever. They can mm. do it all from our guides while they still teach ag. To finish off the interview, I'd like to hear from each of you your top be the drop tip. So that's your communication tip. Um, that you think, you know, is part of that, bringing people together and, and helping collectively to share a message. So whatever that might be. It's really important to be authentic 
Um, if you're not your true self, other people aren't going to believe it. So you really have to be, be yeah, your honest self and just have a crack. Mm. Don't be scared to have a go. You know, what's the worst that's going to happen? Find what you love, marry that with your skill set, and then just pursue that mm. flat out. Yeah. Um, but always, always be mindful of your community and how what you're doing is not only serving yourself but serving them. Mm. Um, because if you're a singular monad just doing your own thing for your own purposes without thinking about community as a whole, um, however big that community might be, um, it, you're, it's, it's not going to be sustainable. Um, you know, you've, the older I get, um, well, the older Simone and I get, the more we really understand investing back into the community um, to, to keep it going, to, better, to leave, leave something better for, for than, than, what, than what you had, I suppose. Mm. So yeah, be authentic, find what you love, um, marry that with your skill sets and figure out how you can use that to help yourself and to help your community. Mm. Oh, I like it. There was a lot of tips in there. There was, <laughs> yeah. there was too many tips. Was like, here's a, did, I was thinking, how did you remember? Here's a tip, here's a, here's a tip dump. That's <laughs> great. Well, thank you so much, guys. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, Good. Thanks, mate. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. It is our mission to help unlock the power of story through this podcast and the range of products and services that we offer. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To get in touch with any specific comments, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. Until next time.